0: And we're back. It is long and hard. It is episode number 13. We're back to our regular scheduled programming of uh being live 1 p.m. mountain time on Tuesdays on YouTube and releasing on Wednesdays. I know you guys have been dying for us to get back and get our shit
1: together here. Uh as always, I'm Thomas. Here's my co-host Josh. What's going on, Josh? Not too much. I'm in the house. I need to go close that door. That looks kind of silly. But yeah, back on schedule back on to a uh, regular recording time. Uh, Cause I know you guys have been waiting with bated breath for the next one. And it's lucky yeah, it, 13 today It is lucky 13. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Who knows what could happen? Bad omen, good omen. Who knows? Maybe you'll never hear from Josh and I again. Oh, you'll hear from me. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know what's uh i don't know Let, let's start maybe with uh talking about this show and kind of one thing we want to get out there i guess is we're you know the whole point of this was sort of documenting our journey forward right and obviously when we started this show we had kind of a different goal and scope in mind and as we started actually doing this it's been a few a couple months really right so uh yeah what, thir- that's 13 weeks, give or take. So
1: I'm not good at math, but I think that's three months.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my point being, you know, we kind of learned a lot about this, figured out how it works, uh, kind of learning more. Or when I listen to a podcast now, I more listen to a lot specifically to what they're actually doing, not just the conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. But point being, we want to take a step back in terms of instead of being all mindset entrepreneurship, how to, and kind of lecturing you we're kind of moving more towards, well, a normal podcast, which is just a couple of guys bullshitting, which is objectively <laughs> what we do. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean,
1: most of the time, I wish people were in the room for the conversations that you and I have. So exactly, exactly. So we it's, can do that at scale now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We are extremely smart, uh, intelligent young men. So, you know, it, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, our our focus is, I think we'll kind of tie back things in into how to improve oneself here and there as we come across it, right? But uh, the, the show is taking a little bit of a turn or a little bit of a pivot from being so, super entrepreneurship focused, super mindset development focused. Not that that's not important, but uh, it's more about us, our conversations. Uh, obviously, I think our backstory, our origin story is kind of important, right? And mm-hmm one thing I said to you when we started doing this was you know I we've been through a lot together obviously like as business partners as friends um we and we're both very meta individuals and in that we're willing to have discussions like this and for the record this is how Josh and I kind of talk to each other without anyone else around or listening so my kind of thoughts on that was like okay maybe we can just throw a microphone on and perhaps some people will get value from it and for my own selfish reasons, I'll, I'll get value from it too. You know, this is very helpful to me. And then, uh, you know, maybe in a year, two years, 10 years, whatever, we can also go back and listen and see how you we've developed. You've developed whoever you might be in that sentence. Uh, and (laughs) you know, see, see how the journey's coming along. Uh, All that fun, fun stuff. Or you realize we were just uh really dumb punk kids, which is sometimes the case when you look back at things you did in this life, right? So
1: you just gotta have fun with it. I mean, I think with every single business, there is like a shift of focus as you get rolling with it, right? Like you you're doing one thing and then you start seeing other opportunities and you kind of just you know, you like I'm for the people that are listening to this, I'm driving a car right now, but, uh, you essentially just change course, just very slightly looking into, you know, like what do we actually enjoy doing? And the conversations mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. is what we enjoy. We don't really like enjoy lecturing people and mm-hmm. like claiming to be all knowing about stuff. Cause I mean, nobody is, but yeah.
0: T- no one is. Even if, <laughs> even if we were, you know, a couple of 40 year old guys who had had built 10 successful businesses, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Would you know more? Yes. Do you know everything? No, absolutely not, right? So, yeah. you know, it's helped the people behind us look up to the people ahead of us, everything in between. So...
1: Try to talk to the people that are ahead of us. and mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was... Uh, I mean you know, it, we're a little more egocentric at this show in that it's <laughs> namely us two having conversations, but we do have some uh, good interviews and stuff kind of in the works and brewing, and that'll be a thing uh, coming this summer for sure. Uh, so some really exciting content that I'm excited for, and hopefully uh, as listeners and viewers of the show, you'll get
1: some sort of value from it. Yeah, we may even have an in-person, uh, you know, little bit of a sit across from the table yeah, because that's what we were doing actually yesterday.
0: Not to yeah, we were uh, taking a peek at some spaces uh, and you know trying to find yeah somewhere that can accommodate uh, the in-person aspect of this show mm-hmm. or to allow us to have like a studio space, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, because you know part of doing this as like a webcast or whatever, it's not quite an organic conversation. In that, yet, like, you know, if you if you see the video of this, uh, the Google Hangouts alternates to whoever's talking. But I can see Josh the whole time, and I believe he can see me, even though we record on his computer, right? I mean, fuck. I,
1: it sucks seeing you all
0: the time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. Josh just had it <laughs> zoomed in on his own camera. <laughs> just close his mind. <laughs> but uh, no, so that I can at least sort of see that and get the feedback. But you sort of miss the visual uh, feedback and body language and those sort of cues, right? Like, it's still... This is still similar to a phone call where it's like, I talk, pause, you talk, pause, I talk, pause.
1: Yeah, I find we interrupt each other quite a bit in it. Like it's 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 kind of difficult to get the whole flow of conversation mm-hmm. in this uh, this format, I guess. This
0: medium. That's actually an interesting point about, uh, one could say that just about technology in general, right? Versus uh, in-person conversation, in-person Are you making
1: a deep statement here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, the AI overlords will be mad at me uh, for saying that. But uh I you know there's something to be said about that for sure. And
1: <laughs> did you watch that did you watch that video I sent to the group chat yesterday about the facial uh, recognition? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was uh pretty interesting. I mean, it does make sense to uh it it, it is an eventuality for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do think most people won't like it, but I think they'll do it anyways. And, you know, my first experience with that, and maybe you remember this is uh, a few years ago, Josh and I, when we were working together as a team, we wanted to do, uh, we were kind of trying to focus on downtown, downtown condos for our market niche, if you will. And then part of that was, uh, advertising opportunities. Uh, when you go into a lot of elevators and newer buildings, they'll have like kind of an,
1: uh, I don't know, like a digital display, right? Yeah. I, I don't, there's a couple, a couple companies in the city that do them. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. can't think of them off the top of my head right now, but
0: yeah. Yeah. But either way they have uh digital displays, excuse me. And when I was talking to the rep from the advertising company at the time, um, she was talking about uh, viewable impressions and yada yada and how they track that. I'm like, okay, well like how do you track that? And they actually have at that time they had face monitoring technology in those ads. So they can see when you look at that ad and, whether you read it or not. Right. I'm going to have to fucking start wearing sunglasses everywhere. or something. (laughs) And this was like three years ago. Right. So, and I, I I think it was kind of a grotesque technology at that time where it could only tell if you were like looking at the ad versus not looking at it. Uh, so in theory, if it was like a black background, you could be checking your own reflection, not reading, uh, the ad. Right. So, (laughs) well, if you know me, that's probably what I was doing, but yeah, exactly. But, uh, (laughs) No, it was really interesting. And I'd be curious to see. And it's a clip from that movie. Uh, what the I've never seen it before. Minority Report, yeah. I think. Have you seen that one?
1: No, it's the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, it's think. a Tom Cruise
0: movie. I remember I I only knew about it because I remember Chris Delia going on this rant on his show one time where he's like, Why is his last name Anderton? No one's name is Anderton. It's Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it is kind of weird that yeah as you walk through the scene in the movie as you walk through this he walks through a department store in like the year 2070 or whatever the hell it is or 2050 yeah. or something like that and then mm-hmm. there's uh digital like billboards that talk to him but they address him by his first name and it's like hey john
1: anderton you could use a guinness john Anderton, these watches are on sale whatever right so yeah you know why they use anderton is because anderson is the matrix
0: Oh be, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Could have been. Too I mean, similar, you though. could have just picked a totally different last name. <laughs> like Smith. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. they're there are similar concepts, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how, well, cause like ads are getting more and more tailored because I don't know. I think there's just more and more clutter in the space and, uh, advertising platforms like Facebook, Google, et cetera, Need to provide that to the companies that are paying them millions of dollars a year, right? With increasing costs and so on and so on, right? So,
1: yeah, the advertising space is so saturated with, I mean, frankly, garbage right now. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. is it a way to get better advertisements out to the end clients? I mean, probably, but Mm -hmm. they're going about it pretty fucking creepy. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a it's a fine line for sure because in theory you would benefit from better ads in terms like people are so afraid of ads and that they're going to like get tricked into buying something. But I think most people are pretty informed consumers. Like you probably want relevant ads showing to you because there are products out there that can fulfill your needs, yada, yada, yada. Um, But yeah, it's like, well, it's, it's a very double edged sword. Don't you think? Because the only way to get those specifics would be to, uh, kind of have a more personalized profile out there, but that requires sacrificing more privacy,
1: right? The argument is always, these companies are making money off of my data. Why am I not making money off of my data?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, I, I'm sure you guess get guess a service, the, but I guess that's where the, you know, uh, cause now there's like cryptos out there that are uh, for like, advertisees and advertisers and you know you as a consumer like kind of gain coins or whatever the hell that from an advertiser showing you an ad and then I, I can't remember the name of it but there there's a lot of that out there it's not obviously not widely adopted but
1: um we're getting better at this because that's a perfect segue into the next topic which was facebook's releasing of their cryptocurrency today
0: yeah so uh <laughs> Do you want to intro that and maybe send me the article in the notes real quick? Because I actually I'll just Google it. So you start talking about it.
1: Yeah, I'm just on the Guardian right now. It's uh, Libra. Facebook launches cryptocurrency and bid to shake up global finance. Uh, Facebook has announced a digital currency currency called Libra that will allow us billions of users to make financial transactions across the globe. And a move that could potentially shake up the world's banking system. Argue. Uh, in my defense, I didn't read the whole article before we. before we talked about it but yeah I'm thinking that they're trying to hop on the kind of the next cryptocurrency wave because a lot of the money that's been pushed into the space has been institutional money over the last uh, six months to a year you had that huge crash at the beginning of 2018 and everything has been slowly slowly recovering since then but more and more institutional money is going into it, which means that there's, I mean, rising legitimacy in the space where everybody was, I mean, a year ago, everybody was making their stupid blockchain, uh, Dogecoin, whatever, BitConnect, you know? What's so, what's so, what's <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, there was like, Illegitimate. I forgot project. about that guy. Yeah, there was <laughs> illegitimate mentioned. projects that were making like, like they were they were getting evaluated at, you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars, and it was kind of the new way of doing an IPO instead of a IPO, you were doing an initial coin offering. So I'm thinking that as more institutional money gets pushed into the space, you're going to see, I mean, some legitimacy to it. They don't want to get left behind, right? So.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, clearly it's a space to be in and they're going to do it because they have the means. It's interesting because so Libra is actually a conglomerate of Visa, Uber, uh, Andreasen Horowitz, which is a, a, a VC firm. Um, Anders Andreasen or whatever the hell his name is, is actually a very smart guy. He has a couple of good books totally on the side, but uh, yeah, it's it's intriguing to see because, well, um, I guess I wonder what the goal is of this, like just to have a native currency, like what benefit would the blockchain have here, I guess, is the, the question, right? Um, For those of you uh,
1: listening, that's always Thomas's question is, what's the goal with this? <laughs> well, Last episode, well, uh, same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's, I think that's something you know, if you want to have a filter to put on the world and go around, like, yeah, what is the goal of this? Whether it's someone advertising to you, someone talking to you, uh, you know, a company has some sort of ad, you read some piece of news, whatever it is, like what is the end goal, right? Because generally speaking, someone wants to accomplish something when they do something. All <laughs> right. Think I about that.
1: Generally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, is there good intent? Is there malintent? Just what? What? What's the end goal, right? Like, just to have another cryptocurrency out there. Um, I'm more also trying to do it. I think talk and read about this. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to read more about this because, well, because obviously with the crashes of 2017, 2018, whatever of. Um, of uh other crypto stuff like perhaps we've we they uh have learned from the mistakes of those organizations whatever you want to say those cryptos uh the problem i would only see is this facebook one getting mass adopted because it's literally just big company money which is by definition the opposite of what crypto cryptocurrency is trying to accomplish right which is yeah. Decentralization. decentralized yeah, yeah so uh, curious to see maybe it'll be a thing maybe it's just to hop on like kind of a buzzword and do something else right um i was even looking it's funny you mentioned this because uh we were discussing some stuff about twitter so i was looking up the cash app which is also owned by twitter slash jack dorsey and friends yep. um And I've never really understood the Cash App. Granted, my understanding is it's very similar to e-transfer for us Canadians because I don't believe there's e-transfer in the States. I could be talking out of my ass but I think it's a Canadian thing. Mm -hmm. So I believe that's kind of where the Cash App comes in but when it comes to micro 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 transaction fees which Cash App does which it appears Libra will be doing I think you just kind of want to keep money natively within your umbrella within your house, within your application or website right yeah. um so i guess it's probably just trying to do that of you know get, I see, keep, I see, you see what i mean I was, like keep that money in house right
1: yeah i see an irony about it in that the people that actually like this sort of stuff like the cryptocurrencies and stuff a lot of them are like cypher in that they're like completely against big companies <laughs> against like you it, know what i'm talking about it is like
0: it does beget that community for sure like for someone like you and i who are so on the outside if you will of that world and that we vaguely Mm -hmm. understand it we've dealt a little bit with some crypto stuff in the past we obviously think it's a thing of the future but our we don't have the breadth and depth of knowledge or high possession of coins or mining or whatever yeah but yeah it's it's the 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 further down the rabbit hole you go with that, it's very hardcore libertarians and kind of yeah, like cyberpunk sort of types too, right? And there's you know there there's that is what it is, right? Like that's not a bad thing per se, right? Especially if you're trying to get a decentralized network or whatever. But it seems kind of funny for really big companies, the biggest companies in the world, to jump into a space that would be in theory very unwelcoming to them. I don't know.
1: It's always the nerds who adopt this stuff first, and then yeah. Then you get everybody else, and then you get the, and then you get the hot girls that do their Instagram posting, and then, I mean, then you have to find a new market because then it's all yeah, saturated.
0: I, right, I so. got shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> unlikely, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, uh. I don't know if uh, maybe this Libra thing translates to the previous thing where now that Facebook's under all this pressure to be more transparent, maybe you as a Facebook user get some sort of benefit from clicking on ads, being shown ads. Right. Um, I doubt it. Unlikely, but. <laughs> You never know. You
1: never know. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, you want some sort of network that you control all of your data. And that, that, like if you're willing to give it out, that you receive some sort of compensation for it. Because I mean, the currency of the modern world is not really money. It's time and you, yeah, well time and information and you give up so much of it. Right. Those are all, those are all kind of, they all kind of ball into. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, you give up a lot of your time on these platforms. I mean, some people, the average person sends like four hours on their phone a day. So that's like over a day a week Mm -hmm. when you actually look at it, which is kind of fucked. Um, So, I mean, you're giving up a day of your week, 52 days of your year to these platforms and you're not getting anything in return. Well, it
0: it depends how you look at it, I guess, right? because. You know, you you get that kind of sense of belonging, but it is maybe artificial in a way. I mean, it is a dopamine receptor you carry around with you at all times, right? Um yeah.
1: As I look at my phone on the podcast. Say, hey, put that down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, no and man carry it around with you all day. Uh or I mean, you know, obviously we use it more for business in a couple aspects. So you are you are using the platform versus being used by it, right? I um,
1: try maybe it, but yeah, yeah. But in the day, used.
0: You know, I was I thought about this a couple years ago. So what I did, I kind of went off on a. How do I put this? You know, I was just really taking it easy one weekend and like stayed home. Didn't really want to go out. Wanted to take a bit of a break. This was a few years ago, and then I also didn't really spend a lot of time looking at my phone. Like I was just kind of reading watching some movies, whatever, like trying yeah. to disconnect as much as possible. Yeah. And then, you know, it was a Saturday night. So I did eventually look through my Snapchats and saw, you know, all the outings and like people showing that you're out, showing that you're at the bar. And it creates such a weird false sense of belonging, I say, because objectively you might only be at the bar or having drinks or hanging out with or having dinner with like two or three people, right? Which th- there's nothing wrong with that. But then all of a sudden when me and 10 other people are all kind of Snapchatting each other, and they're all with two or three other people, whether it's by yeah. the story or directly, etc. Now, all of a sudden, there's what, 20 to 30 of us hanging out. And then it feels like you're kind of doing more than you are. Do you see? Do you see where I'm going? With
1: that? Yeah, it's like almost like scaling to a broader audience that's not even there in the room with you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like scaling, hanging out. But then it's also so like artificial at the same time
1: which can be used to your benefit, of course, mm-hmm. but I also see it as the average person doesn't use it to their benefit. They just use mm-hmm. it to be like, look at me. I'm getting drunk on Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes Thursday. Like, I, I don't know. I, I see the same thing as you and it's kind of like, mm.
0: and uh, you know, I'm not just going to bash it and be holier than thou. No, right? no.
1: But,
0: you know, you kind of, it, I don't know. It's just interesting. And for some reason, it really clicked in that moment to me to, to think about that and, you know, kind of readjusted and, you know, I'm thankful to be in this space, if you will, because I try to be cognizant of what social media does to you. Right. Right. Um, And I think we as a society are getting better and understanding that, you know, the Instagram feed is the curated curated feed. You are only seeing the happy days. Um, and even to go to the old, uh, I think it's a Marcus earliest quote where it's, uh, you know, do not compare yourself to the man next to you for you have not paid the price that he has. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I found for me in the past getting really, you know, down in the dumps, especially because in the real estate world, there's a lot of braggadocia on social media, especially when it comes to only showing the upside of things and a little bit of Instagram flexing. And I think we've talked about this before. Right. But like, you know, I allowed that to kind of negatively influence me in a way when I'm like, okay, well, like sure that person had a great month, but maybe they just had four terrible ones. Right. Uh, you know, you don't know how much time they've put into it. How much time did I put in this past week compared to them? Maybe a lot less. Right. So anyways, I don't know. I would say just try and be aware of how that shit affects you. Right. And it's good to unplug. I actually, uh, <laughs> fuck, this is funny. So I had a, uh, a funny story shouldn't need to be introed as this story is so funny. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: That's like um, saying the punchline before the uh, joke. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. But uh, a friend of mine was telling me that him and a few of his buddies uh, recently, they started like going out and just leaving their phone at home, right? Like when they go out <laughs> to the bar Whoa. or whatever, Whoa. which is like, you know logistic like it's natural to kind of have some logistical like oh shit but what if i need a cab like whatever just go outside yeah. the bar and plug one down it's not that hard so yeah. but i mean if you have your wallet you can make it happen and yeah anyways point being they leave it at home they go out they go to the bar whatever and then he's like yeah like makes you hang out with people right and you know yeah maybe you'll lose your friend but you you don't have you can't fill the space of like you know if you start you and i go out together and you start kind of chatting with someone i can't really like fill time by glancing in my pocket at my phone. I'm like, well fuck, now I need to do something. <laughs> right. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting.
1: New. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah then, I- so one one idea I've been toying with, I want to do like a uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> anyways, uh I want to do like a f- no phone party or something like that. Right. And whether this is something personally I do and we can <laughs> discuss more off air because I'm not gonna <laughs> put my address out there on the internet too publicly <laughs> but uh, or somehow if we can arrange it somewhere but do like a no phone party like either you leave it at home or you have to like check it like similar to there's certain like comedy shows you have to do that and shit like apparently like when Kevin Hart was in town there's like these phone bag things that you have to use
1: okay I've heard of, I don't like, know it was sort of something
0: I w- yeah. I've been playing with in my mind and how you'd go about it and I think it would be really fun to like if you got everyone on board right so
1: I've seen where you go out for dinner and you stack your phones you put, on the table yeah. And whoever picks up their phone first pays the bill or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've actually done that once or twice with people. Not anytime recently. And yeah, it's usually pretty fun. So I don't know. I like it.
1: You actually talk to people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crazy idea.
1: I mean, yeah. you and I are pretty social when it comes to that. I don't I say so. generally spend a lot of time on my phone. There has been days where I look at my, you know how iPhone now has the uh, yeah, your uh... time on your phone you're like oh shit uh, what
0: is the screen time is that what it's called what do we got yeah
1: oh mine's at uh
0: mine uh, oh mine's actually not bad today but uh yeah sometimes you look at it and it's like six hours (laughs) what's yours at uh mine's at an hour and 28 minutes as of right now Oh fuck where are you at (laughs) two hours 21
1: minutes (laughs) oh shit
0: (laughs) granted uh for the record though i was uh So, I went to, uh, or I've spent more time on my computer today
1: than on my phone. So, Mm. you know, still was looking at social networks there. Yeah. I mean, it gets pretty bad when you're on your computer, on your phone, (laughs) potentially watching television. browsing Facebook on your computer. Like, hang
0: on, let me just check Facebook on my phone quick. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: it's it's so different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's something to be said about that, though, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, you know, I like to think because there's a stat out there that the average white-collar worker does two to three hours of work a day, which is kind of crazy, but it seems pretty true when you think of all the distractions. And, you know, if you factor in, like, having to do stupid meetings, um, social media stuff, having to – and then, you know, walking to the water cooler and then just general – horsing around right like it it makes sense that it's only a couple hours a day right so you know as a self-employed person you kind of have to be disciplined to like not do that like you don't have a boss who's going to come around that corner and be like hey what are you doing
1: (laughs) there is a lot of self-discipline yeah
0: for for sure. sure and then I always figure like hey if you do four to six hours of real work in a day that doesn't sound like a tall order and like you are in theory twice as productive as everyone else Right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I, have a th- I have a bit of a theory that we're kind of going back to the small communities. Like, I saw it a lot in Montreal where you're going to like the, the neighborhood restaurant. You're not going to the chain restaurant. You kind of like know the people. You're building relationships around it. I have faith that I think we're going back to like the smaller community because as a human being, I don't think you can fathom 5,000 fucking friends on facebook like how many of those people do you actually really know? yeah
0: yeah that's a good point yeah i know and yeah i would say that's a bit of a trend of people kind of getting more into like the local trendy shops and stuff um maybe we're just hipsters yeah maybe we're just maybe this has always been there and now we've just discovered said community so
1: i've been called a hippie before so that's a tidbit of information that's like in what way Uh i don't know like i think that there's there's aspects about me that is a little bit hippie ish and that I'm not like, I like the natural stuff. Like I don't like, you know, putting bad stuff into your body or your Mm -hmm. mind or whatever. I mean, fuck, I was doing yoga for like three months straight there at one point. Were you? I (laughs) (laughs) know.
0: Look at this fucking guy. Yoga, long ass beard, straight hippie, just a vagabond, move, move into different cities. Just gonna grow no my hair out. The address. <laughs> Hasn't showered in
1: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Two times a day. God damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah but there's. I don't know. There's something that you said about the like smaller community actually knowing people, actually like having interactions that are valuable to you and the other person. I don't know. There's hmm. something to it.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, maybe that maybe that is a thing in the future. Well, I guess we'll find out. It uh, well, I mean, you know, people kind of naturally work better in groups of like twenty to fifty. Like that is a real, real number, right? We're actually very communal creatures at the neighborhood communal <laughs> communal level. Communal creatures at the communal level. But uh,
1: <laughs> well, I think that even in that podcast that you sent me, the Naval podcast with Joe Rogan, he's even talking about like. I don't like my company to get to a thousand people. I like to have a company of like, like a company of 10 is going to be feel more like a family than a company of obviously a thousand people or whatever getting to, you know, so having a tight knit community allows you to maneuver quickly, allows people to have an emotional connection to each other. So maybe that's why we see so much turnover in the millennial population and that everybody's working for these big ass companies they feel no tie whatsoever to the company. And five weeks later, they're like, ah, peace. I'm out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, real quick to bring it up to speed. So, uh, Naval Ravikant is the person we're talking about. He was on Joe Rogan relatively recently. Uh, I'll put the episode in the show notes
1: like a month ago. I think Yeah, I want to
0: say, I think I have the show, show number. here right in front of me here if you give me two seconds but he is the it's episode 1309 which was on june 4th so a couple we're weeks. still
1: looking for a producer to replace adam
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh unpaid internship ad hitting linkedin next week but uh <laughs> <laughs> we uh <laughs> uh anyways, he's the guy who founded AngelList and I think he did some other crap. But uh, yeah, really, really, really interesting guy. But yeah, he kind of he has a very that's by far the best episode of that show I've ever listened to. And he's a very interesting guy where, you know, obviously he's a very successful like venture capitalist type. He has some, let's call it capitalistic views, but I think he has a very reasonable view of the world and is like kind of laissez-faire in a lot of ways, which I think would maybe describe myself and my hippie co-host Josh as well. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, there were so many like profound moments where I felt like he articulated things so well that not to like try and call myself smart, but things that I had sort of thought before, but then him really putting his finger on it, if that makes any sense. And or making you kind of rethink or relook at, uh, certain things, but yeah, his kind of point was, yeah, the, the, the conglomeration of companies and stuff like people don't want that. It's normal not to want that. I think that's why, you know, millennials in the workplace are arguably fairly dissatisfied. And we kind of see this like entrepreneurship culture thing going on. Right. And, you know, I even said a couple of years ago, right. That I kind of foresee a bit of a shift towards kind of like a sort of self-employed gig economy becoming more of a thing. Right. And Yeah. uh, N- Naval Ravikant here also also talked that, about that in a really interesting way and how it'll change our lives and he also talks about how AI is something maybe you shouldn't be totally afraid of it could be something that's very beneficial to our lives so I,
1: I had similar viewpoints as, as him with regard to the AI thing and I thought he touched on it exceptionally well in that there's a lot of hype in that space and it's kind of like the hype men are getting the spotlight where he's kind of like very realistic about it and he's mm-hmm. like a hundred years from now, you're still not probably going to have a general AI. And that was pretty interesting for me to see somebody that's so involved in that world, say something.
0: Yeah. Hey, that, it is. Yeah. Because I think the people talking the most about it, are the least informed, right? <laughs> oh including yeah. You and I, right? Like I don't know any yeah. details about that stuff, but, um, yeah, my understanding is, well, one thing I heard quite a few years ago where it's like, hey, like maybe calm down about the rise of the machines because end of the day, uh, like currently technology is still ones and zeros at the end of the day, it's binary code. It is either yep. on or off is generally what binary code is, correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. All right. There's our uh binary code
1: 101. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sound clip. For the yep. ages. Clip it. You know, clip it. But 100 so percent Yeah. It's like it's it's data inputs and making inferences on statistics at this point. And yeah. computers have always been better than us at that. They're just getting even better now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of you know, and, like and,
0: and perhaps a smart like perhaps uh, we'll be able to replicate kind of the human neurons and cortex and stuff down the road, but we currently have not been able to. Right. Um, and maybe when that happens, maybe yeah, we'll have, it'll be Terminator and we'll all be screwed, but you know, I'll probably be long dead by then. So what the hell do I, I say? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, it, you know, AI is basically just pattern recognition, right? So creating efficiencies in everyone's lives. And, you know, he had a really, uh, uh, interesting uh, take on it. Just where like to a point, yeah, we're worried AI is going to automate so many jobs and put people out of work. But number one, and I've always said this is it's, it creates an arise to tons of new jobs that we can't fathom because they don't exist yet. Um, yeah. But part of that too is when your basic needs are met, like you, or you can AI and automate a lot of things, like you won't have to do a bunch of dominoing, repeat repetitive menial stuff right
1: uh like you go, to go yeah sorry left I, like the, I was gonna say what's left is the creative work and that's what he really talks about mm-hmm. on that podcast and that's like a really good thing in that people don't want to be doing the digging not, holes is. yeah exactly yeah. they want to be doing creative work they want to be creating things and changing how people interact and how they see the world and i think that that's really a good thing when you Come down to it. His take on universal basic income, though, was actually that he is probably the biggest figure that I've seen that is completely against it. And I think he calls it on the on the episode a non solution for a non-problem. Yeah, he
0: did say that. That was actually a really good bite on that episode for sure.
1: Yeah, and I mean, without
0: straying too much into political territory, I guess uh for UBI it's essentially raising zero right so it objectively Mm. makes no sense and you know in theory assuming he is correct about ai and universal income uh they would kind of cancel out and that there would not be the need for a universal basic income because artificial intelligence would provide you so many of your basic needs that you could probably just like go about your day and not make any money and still live (laughs) to to exaggerating exaggerating but to like some form of that right
1: it goes back to i mean the poorest of the poor in our world today lives better than pretty much royalty did 200 or 300 years ago so there's been a lot of wealth creation between you know like the industrial revolution and today so it's very interesting to see that he actually believes that everybody can get To a place of being rich and that's completely like counterintuitive for i would say a lot of people these days Mm -hmm. so go listen to that podcast
0: yeah yeah i think we'll leave it at that i would check it out for yourself even if you're not a joe rogan fan uh it's one of the ones that uh if you look at it from an open mind come at it with an open mind it could be i would say life-changing just to you know throw around small words um you know, it's one of those ones where like, cause a lot of people like don't, you know, if you're not a podcast person or whatever, maybe you don't listen to Joe Rogan, but you know, him, uh, Navelle, Ravikant, and then also Matt Walker, who's the sleep doctor. Those are the ones that I kind of harp on for, even if you're someone who's never listened to a show before, go check it out. Right. So,
1: yeah, he should start paying us. He's yeah. Making like a hundred mil a year on his podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're sending at least five people his way. So.
0: Sorry, I was fixing my headphones. I missed that last one.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say we're we're sending at least 5 people as way so he should pay us for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shout out to those 5 people. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, dad. Yeah. Grandma, my dog. My dog.
1: I don't have a dog.
0: <laughs> just start taking people's phones at the bar and subscribing them to our show.
1: <laughs> what the hell is this? Holy shit. We're going out this weekend doing that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, you can catch me and Josh on Ev every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, we'll be sober, just stealing your phones and giving them back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Follow us on yeah, YouTube. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a, uh, yeah. I, I, shout out to a friend of mine who uh, we have a friend who is uh, like a musician and then uh, trying to download their music onto everyone's phones, we're like, "All right, how do we do this?" Pull
1: the uh, pull the U2 from like five years ago or whatever. I, was about music say, I came
0: wonder up. if uh, Apple takes applications to do uh, do uh, do do the U2. I mean, granted, everyone. Speaking of privacy invasions, everyone lost their minds about that, and it's like, man, you have no idea what they can put in or take out of your phone. Like if you're mad about a U2 song, right? Like I think they were mad
1: it was a shitty album. (laughs) 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 I think they were less mad about it being U2. Like, I mean I like U2, but the fucking album was terrible, so Oh god. I was gonna come up and say it. (laughs) That's funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Yeah. I don't know. That that was different. That was a few years ago. Now, now that I think about it, hey,
1: yeah, fuck. We were having this conversation the other day, and it was like eighteen. Feels like it was like yesterday, man. Yeah. Like, like I can still remember going to first year university, and like, I don't know what it is. Maybe I killed too many brain cells drinking, or what it was. But that feels like yesterday to me.
0: Yeah. Wow. Two thousand fourteen. That uh,
1: <laughs> that Jesus Christ! That was five years ago already. Yeah. Yeah. Half a decade. Don't say that. Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Uh, I think, I mean, I guess the lesson there is time does fly, right? Like make it count. Um, Start doing something now, even, uh, even if it sucks, even if you're just starting, right? Like uh, to go in a typical long and hard tangent here. But one thing I heard quite a few years ago, some wise words from a, you know, someone we follow online who's brought us a lot of value, but uh, he had a friend who was like 35 and was looking at, he had never gone to university, wanted to get his degree. Right. And he's like, but shit, man, like I'm 35. Like, it's going to take a long time. I'm old. Like, what do I do? And, you know, the objective truth is he told him was in four years, which is how long it takes to get a degree is in four years, you're going to be 39, no matter what. You can be 39 with a degree or 39 without a degree. That's the choice is yours, right? Time and tide wait for no man. So
1: yeah. Shit, man, We're going deep on this one. <laughs> I think yeah. everybody starts like y- you have to realize that everybody started somewhere and <clears throat> most people started at complete zero. And uh, I mean, it's very easy to get discouraged when you're starting something. And, but I mean, you just do it on a weekly basis you know, record a podcast.
0: Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> no, what was that
0: No, they, they, Never mind. That was
1: me going deep and you're sorry. I had, in the uh, background.
0: Sorry, I we were on a roll and I fucked that up. <laughs> I had like I had like a squeeze water bottle and just started like making noise. I'm like, oh shit! I hope my mic's not picking this
1: up. So when we were in Montreal, we bought those like four liter bottles of water. Fuck. <laughs> oh, like like the milk jugs of water? Yeah, yeah but like bigger. I think they're actually five liter water bottles. Anyway, there was one day we emptied one and um, we had accidentally like squished it. So about 10 minutes later, we hear this fucking gunshot. Just and <laughs> the thing just had like kind of got back to its regular shape. But holy shit, man, I almost shit my pants. It was the fucking scariest thing ever.
0: Was this by coincidence when you were staying in the shitty neighborhood (laughs) as
1: well? Uh, Yeah, actually, it would have been our first place. So, our very first place. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, fuck.
0: Uh, uh, Did you totally lose your train of thought? Did I screw you up there?
1: You were saying some nice stuff, but. No, I was just saying that everybody started at some place and most people started in a similar position to you. So, if you want to do something, just start. That's pretty much the biggest secret to any of this stuff is I've had people talk to me about how did you start a clothing brand? How did you start in real estate? How did you start X, Y, or Z? It comes down to just sitting down, starting, maybe doing a little bit of research first, but even then you and I are <laughs> very much anti-research, just do it type people. And uh, that's really the secret is getting going because inertia is inertia is the most painful thing ever it makes you sit in one position and you're going nowhere and when you start getting a little bit momentum you start i mean you start seeing opportunities the same thing with this podcast like we're shifting focus a little bit but that's because we started you can't shift focus if you don't start something
0: that's very good pause for dramatic effect uh, actually, going back to just to have more of a hard on for this Neville Ravikant episode of Joe Rogan's here, but uh, he has a good analogy where he talks about, uh, and I'm going to butcher this, so go listen to it. So you hear the original, but uh, climbing a mountain, right? Like, and in life, like most people kind of climb a mountain halfway and then just sort of keep climbing, kind of stop halfway up. And that's all they do, right? Like, you know, it would suck to go all the way back down and climb the next mountain over because maybe you can reach the top of that one, right? Cause you have to yeah. come down and you have to start from the bottom. Right. But the ability to actually like go forward and just start doing something. Right. So, and yeah, it's, it's actually very refreshing to know once you internalize that everyone started, like Josh said, like at everyone starts at square one, everyone starts at day zero. Um, so when you see, you know, the biggest agent in your market bragging about selling 200 homes a year and they're they're killing you on a listing presentation or whatever and stuff like just remember they were they started at zero at 1.2 right so yeah also i want to say episode seven was uh just do it of <laughs> long and hard so go back and listen <laughs> and start, start plugging start. ourselves yeah
1: we have done enough, enough episodes now we can start plugging ourselves perfect
0: yeah. i mean shit man like even okay so this was like one random idea i texted josh like four months ago and now we're actually doing it. Now we have a bit of a backlog of content. Now we're sort of know how to do this and produce it and put it out there. Right. And again, we're still learning. We're going to the next level, right. Always pushing, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, in person next, it out. figure, out how, do, how figure it out. out how to do, figure out how to do the video element. Yeah. Figure out how to get fucking Bill Gates on the podcast. You know? Yeah,
0: the, it, exactly. One, the, one foot in front of the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah video I, i'd be excited to get the video part i think that would be really fun um oh going back to the start of this episode we we're looking at a space at uh, roundhouse at mcewen so really cool thing mcewen university is doing um they have a actual co-working space within mcewen which i thought was really interesting um pretty forward thinking i guess in mcewen which they're sort of known to be um it's actually extremely reasonable priced so uh shout out roundhouse also not an ad but you know (laughs) give us a discount code (laughs) anyways
1: (laughs) as alumni it was actually pretty cool to see uh that new building and stuff that they've done since we've been there so we were having this conversation and that building was just a fucking parking lot when we were there so it's a
0: shitty dirt parking lot gravel lot so like no lines so in winter it was a goddamn nightmare to park because everyone took up two and a half stalls, (laughs) right? You'd have to walk five blocks. Yeah, you'd have to walk five blocks if you were business students like us. You were obviously, you know, like a four or five block walk from, uh, from uh, the the parking lot. Granted, you know, hey, I mean, end of the day, McEwen, like comparatively to U of A, it was a little better. Like you didn't have to walk quite as far. Um, Also, you had the option to walk (laughs) inside the hallway, which, you know, can't hate that too much.
1: At least you could walk, you know, take the perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mindset shift. Mindset shift. <laughs>
1: you know what? Note, and we're going
0: to, we're going to save the details of this for another day, but, uh, <laughs> the five gallon water jug thing made me yeah. think of your injury. And when you were in the hospital <laughs> and, uh, so for those who don't know, Josh had a, fairly severe injury. He will tell you about it, uh, in an upcoming episode of the long and hard podcast, but, uh, he was on very, very heavy medications, uh, when he was first in the hospital, uh, cause he had just done the, the break, the fracture, whatever you want to say. <laughs> and at the time we were all like super into bodybuilding and fitness or whatever. So, you know, <laughs> drinking like nine liters of water a day and shit. So when they tried to give Josh like morphine and stuff, his body wouldn't react to like large (laughs) amounts because he had so much water. His system would just clean it through like straight in and out.
1: (laughs) They actually thought I was a drug addict because I wasn't reacting to it. And it was because I was drinking like five liters of water a day, even while I was in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And yeah, they go to his parents and they're like, hey, is your son like a... Meth head, like (laughs) his body doesn't respond to any of the pain drugs.
1: I've totally forgot about that.
0: (laughs) That's honestly, man. Like, I'm not not to talk about you while you're not around too much, but I've told that story to a lot of people because I think it's so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually, and we can obviously laugh about it now too, right? But it's yeah, it's just such a little thing, right?
1: I was like, at yeah, like my phone backup from like when that happened. And uh, there was one, one fucking group chat I was in with, like, I think it was one of our, well, two of my buddies. And I had just like taken the like morphine hit and the text that I sent them made <laughs> perfect sense to me. But in retrospect, when I was looking at it, it was literal gibberish. Like it was like, it it started with his name, and then all of a sudden, just went completely nowhere. Out it was. Yeah, I I I'll see if I can remember, post that I actually, on our fucking.
0: Ho- I would, hopefully you have some of those. That would be really great yeah. for uh, if we when if and when we do tell this story, right? Because I mean, shit. It, anyways, it's now you can look back at it, but uh, I actually remember that because it would go from <laughs> Josh would be texting me, and it would be like normal messages. Sometimes it would be like a few typos, right? Uh, sometimes it would be like texting a heavily intoxicated person because it was like typos, but you could understand what they're saying. And then yeah. it just went nonsense, right? Like there was
1: <laughs> there was like
0: spacing and punctuation. So you could tell he was trying to make some sort of sense, but it just would not translate. It was uh. That was so classic. Also, uh, in his defense, I don't believe the keyboard, like corrective type, was quite as far along as it is now, right? Like,
1: no, this was yeah. back in the like. I think there's an iPhone five is what I had yeah, back yeah. when that happened. So,
0: it's like uh, it's like <laughs> that one scene in South Park <laughs> where they're doing the like cat piss and then. <laughs> Kenny and Stan's dad are like they think they're in this like alternate universe from that heavy metal movie and like having the <laughs> final battle and they're just fighting in the sandbox and it cuts to them like not <laughs> having...
1: Oh man. Yeah, uh I wouldn't recommend doing those painkillers but um I mean circumstances called for it and uh it, it is what it is but yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, on that note, um, let's call it for this week. I am doing, uh, actually a yeah, solo let's podcast. Yeah, let's talk about this. yeah. It's called Invictus. So I'm actually talking about, um, cause a lot of people have talked to me about, like asked me about my injury and stuff. So I'm going to come out and do the first episode of Invictus kind of talking about, uh, the stuff that I went through. Um, and, and uh, what is Invictus, Mr. Blaze? Invictus is actually a poem, uh, and, oh, uh, I meant and, like what
0: is the podcast but i guess you can okay i <laughs> <tell> that too
1: <laughs> i'll introduce it in the, in the uh, in the podcast but yeah it's it's a solo podcast i'm doing uh just talking to people that have been through similar circumstances and you know talking about you know like overcoming bad shit that's happened to you so it'll be a pretty interesting one uh i look forward to it uh and that was a good segue from talking about some yeah, funny stories. Exactly. No, that, that's <laughs>
0: interesting. I think that'd be some good, good stuff. And then we'll probably do uh, the, your story on this podcast and then kind of more just recanting it, but then also maybe how it applies to, you know, we don't want to totally ditch the mindset sort of stuff. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. uh, important kind of the lessons taken away from that. So yeah, definitely. Honestly, keep that mindset. that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mindset's yeah. everything, man. So
0: awesome okay well i think that is it for this week this was uh i don't know this was a fun one i'm liking our little <laughs> format change versus just uh, ranting though we do manage to do
1: that rest assured uh oh no doubt it wouldn't be the thomas and josh show if we weren't fucking ranting <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah as always follow us on soundcloud Anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, YouTube you follow us on Facebook, Facebook YouTube, get the video. YouTube version. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And then uh, at long and hard podcast on most social media networks. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We, we want to be found. We're easy to be found. Uh, like, and subscribe. It means a lot to us. Uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, Keep you guys posted with what's going on. We got some exciting stuff coming up
1: this summer. We will talk to you next week. Deuces. Peace.